Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. I started in myeloma nearly 25 years ago. And at that time, the average expectation of life in someone with myeloma was maybe one to two years. But even just in this last 10 to 12 years, we have doubled, if not tripled, the average survival of patients. I saw a new patient this week, and we had this conversation that based on what we've done over the last decade, my expectation is that patient's going to live more than 10 years. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hey, hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Coach Steve Show podcast, where we recap Illinois sports, Chicago Bears, everything in college football, college basketball once we get rolling into that season, uh, NFL. Uh, we talk to football coaches all over the country. We talk X's and O's, leadership, culture, anything like that. And other great conversations out there, part of this Coach Steve Show. And there's segments on there where we talk Marvel movies and everything else. Check out the Geek Corner with Logan Lee. If any of that interests you on this Coach Steve Show podcast, please hit the like button, subscribe button to the Coach Steve Show YouTube channel. Um, the podcast can be found literally anywhere you listen to your podcast, so please follow it, uh, leave it a review and all that good stuff. 
Um, as we dive into today's episode, this podcast is brought to you by the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. Uh, if you go to bellyupsports.com, check out all the stuff on the website, um, all the different, there's there's fantasy sports, NASCAR, anything like that, anything literally that has to do with sports, it can be found there. Uh, betting season is in full swing, and you only want to make your bets at MyBookie. If you go to MyBookie.ag uh, to make your same game parlays, end game bets, money lines, all that good stuff, and you use the code Belly up fantasy, all one word, on your very first deposit. Uh, it's going to double your first deposit, so that's free money. Uh, so go go to mybookie.ag, use the code Belly up fantasy. It's going to double your first deposit. Everybody likes free money. You need to get on that. Um, and I'd like to welcome a new sponsor to the podcast, uh, Guardian Caps. Uh, they are. It's been a product been around for a while. Um, you know, do you have linemen, you know, when, you know, are their helmets getting scuffed up during inside run periods? If so, there's only a way to protect those shells and reduce the repetitive blows to your guys are taken during the week. Guardian caps can reduce all that impact 20 to 33%, really focusing on those big guys in the trenches and we need those big guys in the trenches. We are hitting nonstop and we're taking a lot of blows now that they, um, it just protects their head. It's worn by five NFL teams and plus 200 colleges, plus way over 200 colleges like Alabama, University of Georgia, Oklahoma, Washington, Penn State, and much more. I can't even, you know, over 200. I don't have time to tell you them all. Uh, go check it out at guardiansports.com slash guardian dash caps. So the link will be in the description below. Uh, go check it out for your football team. It really helps the impact and help makes, you know, parents feel better, players feel better. Uh, if you go to that website in the description below, use the code 15 off, and it's going to get you 15% off your order. So if you want to buy an individual one, it's going to get off. If they have different bulk sizes for your team, use the code 15 off still, and you're going to get 15% off. It helps support the podcast. Let's know I sent you, and we welcome Guardian Caps for sponsoring the Coach Steve Show podcast. And if you're looking for an energy drink to help you with your midday pick-me-up, but you don't want that crash that happens after about an hour or so, or are you looking to get that pre-workout before you're on your run to the gym, but you don't want the jitters, well, if you head over to swiftlifestyles.com, you're going to get just that. It's a clean nutritional drink for every part of your day. Um, if you're a gamer, it also sponsors gamers. Um, if you're on Twitch or anything like that, use it for literally any part of your day it comes in a tub of 30 servings so it's not just one one serving of a drink it's gonna have 30 different servings go go to swiftlifestyles.com use the code coach steve show all one word it's gonna get you 15 percent off uh we won't we thank swift lifestyles for sponsoring the podcast go get yourself a nice shaker like this swift lifestyles it looks pretty cool you know i'm having some right now get the bubblegum flavor it tastes delicious it tastes exactly like the old school bubblegum uh, it supports the podcast. Let's them know I sent you. Please and thank you. Appreciate with Lifestyles sponsoring the podcast. So let's dive in. We had a crazy college football weekend. Now these podcasts are coming out later than usual. Um, you know, life happens, different things are going on. So we're going to dive in just a few topics and then we'll continue to dive in. The one I want, first one I want to talk about is Oklahoma and Baylor. Um, Oklahoma was on the outside looking in of the college football playoff rankings at the time of this recording comes out. I do not know the college football rankings. I know they're probably going to stay the same with one, Georgia, two, Alabama, three, Oregon, and four, Ohio State. We don't know how the rest is going to shake out. You know, you go check out and not like the original rankings or they had last week. But Baylor coming in is a good team. You know, they were coming in 7-2. and two. Oklahoma was 8-0. 
or 9 and 0, excuse me. They're outside looking in number 8 in the nation. I believe they're number 8 or 9 in the college football rankings. Now, Coach Aranda is a defensive guru. He was the defensive coordinator at LSU when they did win the championship in 2019. And then he, uh, you know, took on this head job to re- to get the program continuing to build up that um, was set there, and he has done a great job. Uh, Baylor is a good team. Uh, you know, some people did pick Oklahoma to lose this game. This was the game they were going to lose. So Baylor came in and just played really good defense. When you hold an Oklahoma Sooners team to, to 14 points, you were played very good defense. And Baylor, you know, was averaging, um, I believe, about 36 points a game. It's 36-38, and they come out and score 27. But you, that doesn't matter. When you hold Oklahoma to scoring 0.7 points, 0.7 points, then you score 17 in the fourth quarter, trusting your offense to do so. That is, is fantastic. Um, there was craziness with Oklahoma. This this probably – well, before I get ahead of myself, so Oklahoma comes in. Now, we had the Spencer-Radler deal where a couple of games ago they put in Williams to play over Spencer-Radler. Now, Williams comes in, doesn't play well. He was 9 of 18 for 142 yards and two touchdowns. So he wasn't playing well. Coach Lincoln Riley said, okay, I've seen enough. Brings in Spencer-Radler who goes 4 of 6 for 36 yards. No touchdowns, QBR 15. And so, to me, I don't agree with when you take a quarterback out that was your starter. He was a Heisman Trophy runner in the, in the beginning of the season. Now, now, I know I'm not a Spencer Radler fan. He can play very, very good, but he can also play very, very bad. Not the best quarterback out there that you want out there. Um, and so, when, when Williams isn't playing well, instead of letting him play through it, I know you're trying to win. But when you make this decision, um, you weren't down by very much. You know, I know he's a young freshman quarterback. You're trying to bring Spencer Radler to bring him back. I think you've already lost Spencer Radler when you decide to bench him. Now, I agree with the benching. Again, I don't think he's the best quarterback that can make that. But you've kind of lost him. Now, Oklahoma, you know, people Lincoln Riley, you know, for people that may or may not know, you should know, coach under Mike Leach at Texas Tech. So he learned the air raid concepts from Mike Leach, and then he went over and was the offense coordinator at uh, East Carolina. Then he came back and was the offense coordinator at Oklahoma before Stoops stepped away, and then he became the head coach. Now, Lincoln Riley is going to run air raid concepts, and he's going to take the premise of air raid and the principles of it over to Oklahoma, and he has. So what people don't know is when you look at Mike Leach, he has this piece of paper, and that's his play sheet. You look at Lincoln Riley, same thing. He doesn't have this huge call sheet. He has this piece of paper. But he is predicated on running the football. That's what he wants to do with the area concepts and RPOs building behind it. He's adapted a little bit, I guess. Nothing, you know, people know Mike Leach is my guy. I love the area concepts. I think they're very simple. I think they're very easy going, like easy to learn, not easy going, easy to learn. So Oklahoma is predicated on running the ball. Now they're going to take what defense gives them. So they're giving him a bunch of passing lanes. He's going to take the pass. But he wants to run the football. He's big on GT counters, big on, you know, inside zone stuff. That's what he wants to do. So Baylor has a very good defensive head coach. They have a good defense. They brought in BYU's offensive coordinator who likes to run a lot of wide zones, split zones off of that, RPO, short game, and able to do all that. So this is not a team to overlook. And the defense comes in and holds Oklahoma to 82 yards rushing. Spencer Rather had, oh, okay. Spencer Rather had negative nine. So you look at the stats, you hold Oklahoma to those rushing yards, 
and you say, okay, we took away the run game, which is what they want to do. Williams is a young quarterback. Let's blitz him. Let's disguise our coverages. Let's stunt. Let's do things to confuse him. If we can take the run game away, we are able to confuse him and do these things, which is what they did. Now, on the other side of it, Oklahoma's been hit or miss on defense. Some, you know, Alex Grinch is their defensive coordinator. He did good things at Washington State. Coming into the season, they thought Oklahoma's defense was going to take this step forward, and they did not take this step forward. They've taken a step backwards. Um, they're giving up big plays. It is the Big 12. And remember, Oklahoma's going off to the SEC, so they better learn how to play some defense. Oklahoma gave up 297 rushing yards to Baylor. Abram Smith at 148 yards rushing. Grinnell, Bo- um, Gary, Jerry, Bohan, I cannot speak, at 107 yards, which is also their quarterback, who had 117 yards passing. So when you allow the quarterback to pass for 117 yards, rush for 107, it's going to be a long day for you. And then when you have a running back getting 148 yards for them, it just opens up the pass game for him. Now he didn't pass all over the place. But Baylor said, we're going to keep Oklahoma's offense on the sideline. We're going to take away the run game. This this young quarterback can make some plays, but if we can confuse him. See, defenses over time have learned what offenses do, obviously. As offensive guys, we want to outformation the defense. Well, defenses over time said, what, what if we outformation the offense? Brilliant. Uh, I talk about this with my uh, friend, Coach Nick Davis. He is the defense coordinator at Ottawa University. He's in a high school. He was recently the defensive coordinator at Rosalman and uh, his speed defense uh, all over Twitter and Facebook. Um, speed defense because he believes in having a fast defense. I talked to him about this, about what can you outformation the offense? Can a defense line up a certain way? And you run the same coverage so many times. And he said, absolutely. He said, you could line up in a certain way on defense. And he'll call the same coverage six times in a row. But it looks completely different to the offense because offenses are trying to di- offense try to dictate what he's going to line up in. But he's going to try to dictate for the offense. Okay, well, they're lined up like this all the time. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. No. If he lines up different every single time and calls the same thing different times or blitzes out of there or does something different, that works. That's what Baylor was doing, saying, Oklahoma, you have a young quarterback. Your offense, now Lincoln Riley's offense is not very complicated, but he wants to disguise a lot of things, which could get change the read for the quarterback. And then it was so bad that you had to bring in Spencer Radler to try to save your life or try to save the game. And I think you've already lost him, which, okay, I'm not the biggest fan, so that's the thing. But if if maybe he knows better than we do, but from the outside looking, it looks like you lost him. Now he came in, didn't say no, but you lost him. He's not going to come in and probably save the day. So Oklahoma just had their their bad game. And Oklahoma, news for you, this is not the same type of time where you can afford to lose a game and make the college football playoff. Now they could still maybe make it, but I highly doubt it. I really think Baylor just dashed Oklahoma's hopes. Cincinnati Cincinnati needs a lot to happen to get into the college football playoff. Now Oklahoma needs just as much, if not more, to even think about making it to the college football playoff. Hell, I think a two-loss Alabama should be in the college football playoff. But Oklahoma's college football playoff chances are pretty much gone. You maybe have a 5% chance to make it now. And we see what happens when Oklahoma makes it anyway. But, you know... 
this is what happens. Oklahoma seems to lose a game and they'll make it, but this is different. When they lose a game, they have a tough schedule or they're dominating teams. And that's what I am saying. Cincinnati has to come and dominate teams, not run the score, but just dominate from the get-go. As soon as the coin flip is done, you have to dominate the other team, and Oklahoma has not done so in a consistent fashion, and neither had Cincinnati started the season doing that, but they have not. So the Cincinnati train on college football playoff needs to stop because they're just not completely dominating teams. They need a lot to happen. Oklahoma now needs a lot to happen. They have to dominate from here on out. But congrats to Baylor. They are a good football team. But after the game, I did not hear this, and I probably should have, is that there is smoke now, and when there's smoke, there's fire, of Lincoln Riley becoming the next head coach at LSU. Now, this I never even thought of, never even fathomed of Lincoln Riley going to LSU because you heard Mario Cristobal from Oregon. It's a name thrown around. The big name has been Lane Kiffin from Old Miss going there. Another name that's been talked about, that's kind of been put down now was um, Jimbo Fisher. Now, I'm not a Jimbo Fisher fan. I don't think he should go to LSU, but that's been thrown around. So I really thought it was going to come down to Cristobal, um, Lane Kiffin, huge name for that job. Um, other assistant coaches out there probably, you know, could be thrown into the mix there. Uh, but, you know, those were the two big names going around. Um, Mel Tucker from Michigan State. So you have a couple names being thrown around. And... You know, with stuff going on, you haven't heard about a lot. Well, then I saw, um, I believe it was the J-Boy show put on there, and that was the first time I really saw anything about it was Lincoln Riley's name being thrown around. And so now let's talk about that for a second. Lincoln Riley going to LSU. Now, it sounds good. You know, I think that sounds really good, but I think Lincoln Riley likes Oklahoma. Um, You know, I think he really likes coaching there. But here's the big kicker. Oklahoma and Lincoln Riley made the big push to go to the SEC. And that's going to happen. Now, they're claiming it's going to happen years from now, but I could see within two years, you know, Oklahoma and Texas finding a way to start being the SEC now instead of five years down the road, eight years down the road. They'll find a way. So this is a big deal. If First of all, let's just talk about outside of that. If Lincoln Riley goes to LSU – That does solve an offensive problem that's going on right now at LSU. Now, they're not healthy. So, again, we all know my feelings on Ed Ogeron and LSU. But they're not healthy. But Lincoln Riley coming in is going to solve the offensive problem. Same way Lane Kiffin coming in is going to solve the offensive problem at LSU. It's going to be an immediate impact on the offense. So, I don't know which one would be a better hire. Now, there's debates or there's there's arguments to be made that Lincoln Riley may be a better hire than Lane Kiffin only because of the track record. And what I mean by this is Lane Kiffin is a fantastic, fantastic football coach. He is a very great offensive mind. He is a great recruiter. But the track record is he's not at a place that long as a head coach. Now, he got into head coaching very, very young. I think now he you could make the case that if he goes to a place, I think he should stay at Old Miss and build that up. But let's say he goes to an LSU. I think if Lane Kiffin went to an LSU, he's going to try to be there for the long haul and try to build an LSU program up to be Alabama. What Nick Saban was started at LSU is now doing at Alabama. Well, 
Steve, you know, he hasn't been in a place very long. Look, he had a bad run going to run in, you know, with Tennessee and USC and all that crap. Then he went to Alabama, you know, went to the church of Nick Saban, was a born-again football coach, was a born-again uh, recruiter and all that stuff. He went to FAU now. He, he wanted FAU and brought that program up, but that's not a place he was not the caliber of a coach of a Lane Kevin's going to stay. So him leaving FAU was not some for Atlantic is not something that shocked anybody. Um, so I think if you were to hire him, he would stay at LSU for the long haul. But for right now, as the track record goes, Lane or Lincoln Riley has been in Oklahoma for a while. So I think if you bring him in, it's going to be, Hey, you're going to get a great recruiter in Lincoln Riley. You're going to get a great offensive play caller, great offensive mind, um, he's been able to, su- to sustain that program in Oklahoma. And now you're going to bring those type of coaching staff, the type of coach and everything into Louisiana that gets a lot of great football players. He's going to be able to recruit there. And it's just going to add, I mean, it's going to add to the SEC to be regardless to go to Oklahoma, but it's going to be easier to get those guys to LSU than it is Oklahoma. But I think Lincoln Riley likes Oklahoma. I think he likes being there. I think he wants to bring a championship there. And I think the motivational part of he was probably one of the people behind going to SEC and wants to prove it, say, I can recruit those guys to Oklahoma because we have the resources, we have the money. Um, I you know I'm a, we, we do great things on offense. We're going to have to fix the defense, but we do great things on offense. We can get the guys here and everything else. Man, look at the SEC coaches If once this happens. You have like the Mike Leaches, the Nick Sabans, the Lane Kiffins, the Jimbo Fishers, the Pittmans, Sarkeesian, Lincoln Riley. Like, my God, and there's coaches. I'm not even, you know, Kirby Smart. Like, there's going to be a great <laughs> – this batch of coaches is going to be crazy. Um. So him going to LSU, I like the idea of it, but I don't like the idea of it because Oklahoma is now going to the SEC. Could you imagine the hate of Lincoln Riley when he if he went to LSU, like when Lane Kiffin gets to Tennessee? It's going to be magnified when LSU has to go to Oklahoma. Or Oklahoma you know that that's going to be crazy. So I really don't know how I like this. I think LSU fans really really want Lincoln Riley. But I don't know if that's going to be good for him in his career, only because of this jump. Now, Nick Saban did things like that, but he's Nick Saban. Um, Swift Lifestyles. Um, he's he's great, you know, but it's Nick Saban. So that's crazy. To, I, I really don't know. I just wanted to bring that up, and hopefully people listening start to think like, oh, man, Lincoln Riley, tell us you. That's crazy. I think that'd be crazy. But that's going to be an immediate fix for LSU. But then the question is going to be, can he sustain it at an SEC level? I mean, we're going to find out Oklahoma because he could be the governor of Oklahoma tomorrow. If he wanted to walk into the office and say, I want to run for Oklahoma governor, he's going to get it. He is going to 100% win that day. They would open up the voting and he would win that day. I think the only way Lincoln Riley leaves for LSU is if LSU comes in and says, hey, you're making, what, $7 million a year at Oklahoma, we're going to pay you 9 or 10 Something like that. And they probably would. They'd probably throw him a lot of money. They, But, again, I hate when coaches like that get that type of money when they don't win championships. That's Nick Saban money. 
Like Jimbo Fisher's getting all that money and he's won one championship. I don't think he deserves it. That type of money is Dabo Sweeney money. That is Nick Saban money that before Urban Meyer left, that's Urban Meyer money. So I don't, don't agree with that type of money, but I think that's the only way Lincoln Riley leaves LSU is they offer him that type of money. But not knowing Lincoln Riley, he is winning at Oklahoma. And I think he wants to sit there and say, look, we get good athletes here at Oklahoma regardless. Um, you know, there was years before, before Nick Saban and all them at Alabama and everything. There was a time where Oklahoma was, you know, before the college football playoff, they were getting to the national championship game. They were, you know, competing with SEC teams, you know, not, you know, and stuff like that. So I think he wants to bring Oklahoma back to that point as a competitive side of him. I don't see him going to Oklahoma. Part of me is just like, no, he's not going to. Um, not saying he's not SEC material because it's going to have to be Oklahoma's coming. I'm just going to see like a Mel Tucker, Cristobal, which no one's talking about anymore, or Lane Kiffin. I like to see Lane Kiffin there. So you might see a Mel Tucker or, or um, you know, someone else like that, uh, Cristobal coming back to the SEC. I think Lincoln Riley probably should stay at Oklahoma and try to do there. Now, I think it would be great if Oklahoma just wasn't going to the SEC. If they weren't going to the SEC, yeah. If they went after him and offered say, we're going to give you $9 million a year, you're going to have these facilities, you're going to have on this limited resources and everything else, great. I just don't know. Like He came on and said, you know, we all know my feelings on this. So I think he's trying to put the fact out that he wants to stay at Oklahoma. And if you're Oklahoma, you now now you're probably like, man, we probably got to pay him uh, or, and try to keep him because you're only losing a game or two a year tops. You're competing in the, to get to the college football playoff. I think they're going to expand the college football playoff, so it's going to be different next year or the year after. Hopefully, it's next year. Um, but that's pretty interesting to hear about Lincoln Riley going to LSU. That's not something I heard, but crazy times we're living in, and it'd be crazy to see if he did go to LSU. What a <laughs> LSU would be a dangerous team, even though I'm a Ned Odron guy. Just offensively, they would be fantastic. Um, the next thing to talk about, because we're going to talk about, we're on this trail of coaches. We'll go on this trail of uh, a coaching carousel. The biggest upset to me this weekend was Texas Longhorns versus the Kansas Jayhawks. Kansas beats Texas 57-56 in overtime. I'm going to say that again. We're talking about the Kansas Jayhawks. And the Texas Longhorns football game, not basketball, football, 57-56. to 56. Kansas scores 14 in the first quarter. Texas scores none. Kansas scores 21 in the second. 14, and Texas 14 in the second. And Texas scores 21 in the third and 14 in the fourth. Seven and seven in the third and the fourth for Kansas, and then Kansas scores eight in overtime, and Texas scores seven. Now, when I saw this pop up on my phone saying that this happened, I said, there's no way. Like, at the time where Kansas was winning, you have to watch it. First of all, kudos and congratulations to Kansas, because Kansas has been a in the, is a dumpster fire football program since 2006, seven, and eight, I think. I don't think Kansas has won a Big 12 game or maybe on the road or something, since 2008. I mean, it was going to happen at some point. And no matter who it happened to, um, 
that team was going to get criticized unless Kansas was just coming in that year on a roll. Um, they're trying to change everything up, new coaching staff. They're dealing with the NCAA investigations with Les Miles and all that stuff. Texas has Coach Arkeesian come in. You know, he's trying to – he had a dumpster fire for Texas. They, You know, they're winning six, seven games a year. They're not doing the Kansas – or the Texas, you know, status, which, again, Texas is a brand name. They have the money. But there are those type of program of fans that thinks we want to – championship every other year and you know i've had those talks about those type of fans like michigan fans and notre dame fans texas fans are kind of the same thing um but texas has got huge they've got nick saban money they have the resources it's texas you should be able to recruit and get all these athletes from texas this is arkeesia coming off of being offensive coordinator for nick saban alabama won some championships it's coming in to help take over, and they've been up and down. It's been a roller coaster. They've been able to score points. They've been able to stop people. They've been able to compete a little bit or whatever. It's just been a roller coaster. They've been really, really bad or been okay. It's his first year he's dealing with, you know, there's been a lot of turmoil in that locker room with, you know, the old coach and the old staff and everything else, and it's about culture building. Um, you know, it's hard to come in and just with X's and O's to do that. It's the type of coach. So, I mean, kudos to Kansas. They came out and played tough. They played free. Texas has no defense. If you have no defense giving, like, offense, you're scoring points, and that's fantastic, but you don't got a defense. So the game itself, I mean, Texas just had no interest in playing. Those players have no interest in playing. There is something going on in that locker room, because then there's reports or a video, I can't remember, of, like, Texas, them laughing for... After the game, now if you're laughing after a game, that happens in high school, okay? I've coached high school for 13 years. Now when we lost as players, we did not laugh on the bus no matter what. We were silent, you thought about the game, and then you had to immediately try to get over and think about how you're going to get better. Football, especially in football, now basketball was a little different, you weren't laughing, but it wasn't as bad because in basketball you get 30 games to fix this. Football, you have to earn your way in Illinois anyway to the playoffs. But as a coach, you just don't like to lose. As a player, you don't like – and basketball, you don't like to lose either. Man, those bus rides were silent. You're not laughing. You know, I've heard how some college coaches' buses – or college buses' teams, if there is talk, it's about the game. It's about the next game. But if it's true that you're laughing, I'm Sarkeesian, man. I would have pulled the bus over. I would, Or I would have grabbed them, done a Friday Night Lights off the TV show, made them run – up and down this hill in the mud and the rain. Sarkeesian's got to put his foot down. And that's enough of that crap. But those play- there's got to be something going on. Because those players, if you're laughing after a loss... And again, we've got to remember. He's dealing with players that were recruited by Herman. Hopefully I'm saying his name right. And that staff. And we know the turmoil with Herman and those players and whatever. Maybe this is how those players acted. And what happens is when things don't go right as a player, you revert back to what you know. So muscle memory stuff, you revert back to what you know. Attitude, you revert back to what was going on. Not sorry. So I'm bringing this up because already they're talking about firing Sarkisian. How can you bring up to fire a coach before he's done with his first season? People think he's on his way out before he's on his way in. 
because of some comment he made at a press conference or his laughter or whatever. I think he will fix it. We're going to see in the long run, but I don't care who you are, like, to fire somebody after not even their first, like, season. You know, the only time you want to hear that is the day that Nick Saban retires. The day he retires and someone takes over Alabama and they don't go on to, you know, only, and they lose three games, they are going to talk about firing that person. But Texas, you are not the Texas team from the Vince Young times. You're not winning championships every two or three years. You haven't won a championship in a while. You haven't competed for a championship in so long. So let's just get that out of the way right now. Get that out of your head. You are not this program that's, you know, the shiny thing of like you have to be treated a certain way. Sarkeesian's coming into a crap situation. All the reports, all the turmoil in the locker room. Okay. So right now Sarkeesian's in a or Sarkeesian is in a point where he's got to trim the fat. What I mean by that is if players are that way in the locker room, he's got to either just cut them, get rid of them, get his type of players in there because these are not the type of players he probably wanted to recruit, and he probably knows that from being in Alabama and the way they recruit. They probably know exactly who every person that Texas team is. So right now he's got a bad nucleus of players. And when things don't go right... You revert back to what you know, muscle memory-wise, attitude-wise, and how things were before. So I have a feeling that what is going on right now is exactly what was going on before he showed up. So to you guys that want him fired, you need to take a step back and realize, one, it's not even done with his first year. It's a culture building. Culture building takes a minute. It takes a minute. Okay, coming from a coach here who's talking to you, whoever's listening, who has seen and been a part of culture building and seen first off how it takes. And I come in after they've started seeing how long it took them to rebuild that culture and the school right right now trying to rebuild the culture going through the same stuff. Culture building takes a minute. It takes a hot minute. So you guys that want him fired need to take a step back and realize, well, one, could you do it yourself? Two, it takes a minute. Now, if this goes on, if the exact t- same type of crap, not necessarily what's happening on the scoreboard, you just got to fix your defense. Texas, I think, can move the ball and score because Sarkeesian can dial it up with the best of them. It's their defense. They need the freaking defense to stop people. Um, and they've got to go compete and recruit. So we're going to see, but... Now, if this type of crap and attitude is happening from the players in the program next year and the year after or going into that third year, yeah, then you need to start questioning and going, hmm. But culture building takes them, especially from where you come from. Now, there's some programs out there, just because they're not winning, doesn't mean there's some type of culture not there or those type of things weren't happening with Herman and the old coach. Like You don't have those with every type of program. So people need to take a step back and realize culture building takes a minute, okay? Now, some people think he should already have things going. He has this pressure kind of on him because he was in the NFL. Um, he coached with Nick Saban. He's seen the culture. Well, yeah, Nick Saban did it because he was a longer tenure coach in Sarkeesian, has been a head coach before at like a Michigan State, and LSU got that turnaround. So when he comes to Alabama, being friends with Bill Belichick and all that, he's able to do it a little quicker. And depends on what type of situation the program's in. So you guys, I want, you know, Sarkeesian fired. Sarkeesian fired. Take a step back and realize, number one, it's not going to help the program get where it needs to go. Because you're not going to go hire Dabo Sweeney. You're not going to go hire Nick Saban. You're not going to get Lincoln Riley to go to Texas. 
you have to allow him to try to build this culture because culture building comes before Nexus and O's can figure itself out. But you got to get the culture, and the culture goes no matter what X's and O you have, no matter what defense you have, you got to do it. So right now, he's got to trim the fat. He's got a bad nucleus of players going on. He's got to get the right combination. That's going to happen through recruiting, the transfer portal, all that stuff. We're going to see if he can do it. I'm not saying he can or can't. I think he can. And the offensive stuff will be there and everything else. We've seen flashes of it, but again, the human nature is when things go bad and you don't know any other way, you're going to go back to what you know and what you do and all that stuff. And I think that's what's happening with these players. This is the type of stuff that probably just happened in the locker room and the coaching staff before him allowed this stuff to happen. So everyone take a step back, take a breather, let them figure it out. Do not fire a coach before the year is over or during his first year because that that's not going to get you where you need to go. So just allow him to try to build this up, do all that stuff, you know, just, just, just let him do his thing, man, you know. Before we take off, I just wanted to give you guys give another shout-out here. Um, this podcast and all that was also brought to you by Coach Stone Football. Uh, Coach Stone and his Back to the Basics books and drills. If you go to CoachStoneFootball.com, check out all of his books, his football drills. If you're a football coach like me and you're trying to get back, you know, you're getting into your offseason, you're trying to get back and looking at drills, game planning, and everything else, he's got everything. His first book is over 500 pages of drills. If you get this book, actually all these books, you're never going to need another drill again. You're never going to need anything else. So go to CoachStoneFootball.com, check out all of his books and football drills, game planning, and much, much more. You're never going to need another drill again. Thanks, Coach Stone, for being part of this podcast. I just wanted to end it with that. Um, thanks, everybody, so much for listening. Go check out all the affiliates in the description below. Uh, like, subscribe, follow it, give it a rating, Tell it, be a friend, tell a friend, all that good stuff. Check out the episodes of all the other podcasts. Um, on here, check everything out. Check out the Sports Podcast Network and all that good stuff. Hopefully, we got some things coming down the pipe that we're going to continue. Um, again, welcome to Guardian Caps for being a sponsor of the Coach Steve Show podcast. We welcome them so much. And um, maybe like Lincoln Riley at Oklahoma going to LSU, maybe like Lincoln Riley, we are gone. Thank you.